Are you ready to record? Uh, yeah. Is it going all right? You were singing on there? <laughs> what are you doing? Ah, finishing this stupid castle. Oh my god, already. I know my feet are on the table. <laughs> is that a problem? Yes, that is a problem. That's going to be a problem too. <laughs> Standing. Okay, so we are a little out of practice. It's been a while since the last one, but this is round two. Ding, 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 The second round of the Disney Tournament and Classic. we're live. No, we're not. Li- well, we're live in yeah, real life. Yeah, huh? Right. So this one is specifically about, it's Toy Story versus Frozen. So two legitimate contenders, I thought before we watched them again, going up against each other. Now you're t- checking your toenail. What happened? Sorry. She's going to need a pedicure. Uh, (gasps) So, two legit movies going against each other, and we're just going to talk about the categories. We're not going to go back through the movies. Right. Even though there's a whole... Except for we need to talk about some of it. Yeah, we can talk about some of it, but (laughs) there's a whole bunch of stuff that... Yeah, I know. But we watched Toy Story a few days ago, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if I remember any of it. So... No, we don't have to do that, but we can start with the animation and talk about it in the context of the five categories. <sighs> Why? Do you want to bring no, some stuff up? You want to talk yet. generally about it? No, no. You want to no. talk generally first? I can do it in storyline apply. Blah, blah, blah. I can do it in storyline apply. Okay. It'll work. So animation, was there anything, what was story, story toy, what was story toy about animation wise? How'd you feel? I mean, it was clean. It was nice. Their colors are nicely done. The toys emoted. I think I noticed more this time was the, all the contrast, the strong contrast in the colors that mm-hmm. they used. Mm-hmm. It was just, it's so nice and distinctive to look at just how much it all contrasts. Yeah. Uh, and just the fact that, I mean, just the designs of Woody and Buzz mm-hmm. are so distinct and easy to recognize and make sense for purposes of their characters. Yeah. You know, it just, it looked really good for purposes of that. I thought that the Pizza Planet stuff was kind of overdone, like too colorful. And that might have been, I burned myself, might have been the point trying to just capture the craziness of an arcade. Just like when they were in the Pizza Planet? Yeah, it was just kind of muddied. Yes, I absolutely agree. Because, yeah, uh, when I'm thinking about it, it just seems like it all kind of blops together. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I thought Mm. the villain looked villainous. So that's good. The parts of, like, when he gets scared, though, I think that that was choppy. Like, it was kind of overdone when all the toys were starting to come. Oh, yeah. And when he's going through and he's like, ah! There was just a roughness to it. And there was some, I saw some of the roughness in the army men. Yeah. When, like, they were moving around. Mm -hmm. And I understand, like, they've got their feet attached and they move weird. But something about the way they they looked and the, the way that the, light worked on them seemed rough Mm -hmm. and so there were unfinished rough yeah there were pockets of that and a lot of that happened in the backgrounds too because they they definitely seem like little monotonous Mm -hmm. um just that they've got just chunks of coloring in the background as opposed to really detailed stuff that you see and it's it's kind of difficult because we (laughs) this is the 90s versus what 2010 or 2011 or something like that yeah so it's kind of difficult because the technology would have advanced so much in during that time it's one thing to compare 2d to new computer graphic animation yeah but it's another thing to compare computer graphic animation from a decade before to a decade did you have something further. you wanted to say? <laughs> so when it comes to that, I mean, you really kind of have to look at the creativity more than the technical aspects, I guess. Yeah. And like, like how complex. The color palettes and all that. Yeah. yeah. I get it. 
But so really heavy contrast, bright colors, distinct designs. So what about Frozen? I again liked the colors in Frozen because I thought they set the tone and the mood really well. They the, just the use of the blues and the greens and the the contrast with the summer scenes. There were summer scenes? Yeah. You're such a liar. I'm sorry. Who wasn't watching? I'm sorry. So, yes. I mean, it's thematic. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Lots of shaded blue stuff Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what most of the movie takes place in. And it makes sense for purposes of the character and all of that. So there's a little bit of thematic extra stuff going on when it comes to the animation. So for her big, what is it called again? When it's like the character's song. Her anthem. Yeah, for the <laughs> the character anthem. There was something about when it was just fixed on her and she's about to go into the song that was just really dull. Yeah. And it annoyed me because that it wasn't dull with like Ariel or Belle or any of the other princesses when they're about to get into their song. There's nothing dull about, you know, the way that they're setting it up and when it's just them getting into it or whatever. So, I don't know. I was just looking at it and I was like, you look boring right now. And I, I know that many people have talked about this before, so it's not some new concept, but I don't like how she becomes sexualized. Like, oh, I like that. I know you. <laughs> I'm JK. Egotistical. I'm she definitely throws some hip movement in there when she gets up into her palace. What, what do you mean yeah. sexualized beyond that? I mean, just the way she's dressed and the fact that she lets her hair down and it's this big voluptuous thing that becomes more, I don't know, womanly. Oh, everything. whatever. I don't see any of that. I don't think there's any problem with the way that she started whatever. She was just letting herself go. <laughs> what yeah. else is she going to do with her hair? Tighten it up more? Huh? Yeah. I just, I think that it's... I didn't have any problem with that. I think you're being ridiculous. No, no. Uh, and, because they're trying to... I mean, they have a theme that they're trying to express in this song. And there's not a whole lot you can do. Like, she's not going to just tear her clothes off and start running around naked, you know? It's like, I mean, she what do you do? Does. What do you do with it apart from that? And what do you... Just like I said, with the hair, what else can you do with it? Yeah. Like, she can spike it out. <laughs> she can have a... <laughs> But there's a difference between bedhead and just released hair. Like, like Ariel's hair never looks like she's sexualized. Oh my gosh, she wasn't sexualized. It was braided. She just let it down. I think it was just a little extra hip movement that made people think it was sexualized. Well, and her dress is like low cut onto her breasts. With an extra, she had an extra shirt under it. What are you talking about? Yes, she did. I I mean, I know it wasn't (laughs) under it. It was over it, but yes. Oh, whatever. But I still think... It was too much. Um, so animation wise, but what else? I don't really like how Sven and Toby. Kristoff? Toby, yeah. I don't really like how they look very much. I think yeah. Anna looks fine, you know. I think for the most part, there's one scene at the dance, the ball thing, where both Anna and Elsa's faces look like truncated and sharp. And I didn't like that. <laughs> truncated and sharp? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't like that very much. But for for the rest of it, Anna looks great. Yeah. I mean. Good seas. Thank you. So one of the things is the choreography is mixed. It's a mixed bag. Like sometimes like during her big anthem, there's some great stuff going on with the way that it looks animation wise, you know, just uh, all the stuff that she's doing. And other times, like I said, 
Good sneeze. Thank you. It just looks dull. Like they, they didn't have anything to do with it and it was just boring. And then when it comes to, nothing stands out about any of the action scenes. All I remember is them cutting off the snow bouncer's leg at one point. Um, and she does her Jedi stuff, ice Jedi stuff against the two assassins at one point. But there's nothing really that stands out action wise. No. You know, and she punches the guy. But none of the choreography really struck me in any way. I like the design of the trolls. Don't start touching things on the table. Oh my gosh. I'll say it again. I like the design of the trolls. I yeah? Thought, yeah. I liked that they were just nondescript rocks and then they kind of rolled out and they still had their moss coverings in their places. And it's not cute troll like we, you know, you've seen in other movies. Yeah. You can't talk, so you can't be part of this. I'm sorry. If you learn yeah. to speak English, then we might be able to incorporate you. I don't know. The trolls are just all right. Like they don't stand... They're no, there's nothing iconic about the design. Maybe that's what it is. There's nothing really iconic about the design of anything in here except for Elsa's like dress when yeah. she's all iced up. That's the only thing that stands out. Yeah. And then, but there are a lot of iconic designs when it comes to Toy Story. You know, uh, the Woody and Buzz and, and all the different toys. They could have been done in a million different ways, but they're all done in, in ways that make sense and resonate. So I think... But, <laughs> but how much of that do uh-huh. you credit to source material? Mr. Potato Head looked like Mr. Potato Head. The T-Rex looked like a T-Rex. What are you talking about the they're, T-Rex? They're no, iconic. Mr. Potato Head I give you, but not the other one. <laughs> yes. Not the T-Rex. And how many different T-Rexes are there? I didn't say the Etch-a-Sketch was. I said Etch-a-Sketch. You sure did. I said Etch-a-Sketch. I know, you sure did. Because that's what it's called. No, not it's not. Etch-a-Sketch. It's an Etch-a-Sketch. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Look at this. She's falling backwards. I can't capture this accurately. <laughs> She's gonna fall. Yep. <laughs> what a weird pup. Okay. Gotcha. So you're saying Toy Story. I don't know if I went there actually. The things that <laughs> okay, the things that kind of stand out for me. I mean, you have to look at it holistically. I think more things stand out. Like there's a bigger punch in the Frozen stuff, but the overall package is better with the Toy Story stuff because of the heavy contrast and the character design. I think that those things are the things that kind of stand out animation wise. I'm gonna say Toy Story. You are, and this is why. Oh I, no! I what th- is why? Why ah, is it? Poo. Be- I I I think I like the look overall of Frozen better. Actually, I do. And you picked but, Toy Story. That doesn't make any sense. But Go ahead. Animation wise, just thinking about the source material of the toys, they did a really good job of making them look like toys. Yeah. So that is as opposed to just anthropomorphic, uh, you know, small people or something. Right. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So and like and little details, like you said, the I and I appreciated this a lot. The army men when they walked, they had to walk with their, they, you know, even though it was choppy, they animated it well. I know that's kind of a disconnect there, but <laughs> right. but I I did appreciate that, and so I barely give it to Toy Story. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What do you say? I give it to Toy Story because of the overall package. There were a couple of things I really liked in Frozen. I think I really liked the blues. Mm-hmm. And I really like when she's doing some of her crazy ice stuff. But I didn't really like the snow bouncer. And the people don't stand out much at all. None of the characters do. I don't even really like Olaf's design. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm bringing up a thing. All righty. Are you done? Story? Is that what we're doing? Or characters? We are on characters. I don't remember. That. Characters. Hold on. Why did you do that? Because. So, characters for Toy Story? Mm-hmm. Question mark? What do you think? Or do you want me to say first? You can go. Okay, I'll go. So we've got Woody, who has an arc. He has... What's his personality? So his personality is just like... I'm he's kind favorite. of the leader. He's the favorite, likes being the favorite, and is worried about losing that. Mm-hmm. And then he has an arc where he has to learn to live with Buzz and not worry so much about... But I guess they still worry about it by the end, because they're all staking out the next present they are but he makes a point to say what are you afraid of buzz like what could be worse than you right but that it's still suggesting that because he was needling at buzz at that moment Mm -hmm. he wasn't saying that it's it's completely unnecessary to be afraid of what toys come in yeah true so i don't know if he really had a (laughs) complete arc in that but he does befriend buzz but it's funny because his arc is completed when buzz breaks down like, that's when he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I've, I'll, I'll be here for you. Even up until then, he's just thinking about himself, like, I can't return without Buzz or they're not going to accept me back. And then Buzz is like, I'm a toy and he's given up on life. And so that's when Woody's kind of, like, taking him in. Okay, okay. So if you're saying it's completed then, then you're saying it's not as good of an arc because it should have stretched the whole movie as opposed to being done then. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, do you disagree? I disagree with your face. Yeah. Like, what is the catalyst otherwise for him to actually befriend Buzz? I mean, arguably you could say that the things that they went through were what drove uh, them to become friends and him to have an arc. To say that, no, we need to accept this new toy because we became friends. So it would be like, oh, that they went to Pizza Planet and got taken by the crazy kid and had to go through all that stuff. And he saved Buzz. So it's it's a really underdeveloped aspect of the arc if it is an arc. Because, I mean, we saw through other movies like this, we saw where characters had to go through a whole bunch of stuff and come around to be friends. And it was done a whole lot better in other movies. So this one, it's not really as clear or pointed that that's the arc that's being established and it, it's a bit muddled i mean his arc is kind of kind of not really there so much mm-hmm. and then buzz has his own arc that he has to come to realize that he's a toy it's fine but he goes crazy because he saw uh the commercial and it's just and his arc is muddled as well well because there were a few times in the movie where i got so annoyed if buzz doesn't think he's a toy there are times where he freezes like when they're getting pulled out by the crane by sid buzz is frozen as if he's a toy and yeah well he also does that with the main kid throughout the whole duration of the first part of the movie so yeah I mean, so that's part of, it's kind of the mythology of the, the background mythology of the movie that, because they have to be able to get to the places that they were before the kid left the room, you know, every time and not get caught. (laughs) So that's kind of background mythology. And I can tell in your little beady eyes that you're trying to destroy Toy Story in this category because it won the first one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that that's the case. I can tell. These are things that 
I was thinking while I we can watched tell. it. These uh, are that's things fine. that we were thinking as while we watched it. As long as you it. use argument to back up whatever you're thinking, then that is perfectly fine. <laughs> but anyway, so... But I don't think... Like, I don't think that's a big deal that Buzz, he freezes. I think it's like other characters just having... I want to reference Stewie, but I don't think you've seen much Family Guy. But other characters, by virtue of what they are, they have certain um, restrictions, even if they're not, like, aware of or actively participating in those restrictions, like, you know, consciously. They just have those restrictions, and, and we accept that, you know, as viewers. So I don't think that's a big deal. But I do think that both of their arcs are muddled, and they're not very well executed. I appreciate that because friends you know as it goes along and and that's fine but i don't think there's all that much to either of their arcs i'm blocking out what happens between when woody says buzz can i have a hand and he throws him his arm when he's still moping and buzz attack being attached to the rocket and woody formulating the plan to rescue him what happens in that i don't think anything happens except that woody now decides he's gonna save him i i don't remember anything else specifically happening. i know no they work together that's right they work together to push off the thing uh but th- there was something that woody said to buzz that like motivated him because buzz was out of remember he was under the crate mm-hmm. and buzz was out of it and he he said something to Buzz that motivated him and they're like, okay, let's push this thing and get out of here. And I don't remember what it was, but it must not have been that. Yeah. <laughs> that groundbreaking. I, right. I don't, I can't remember at all. Like nothing really struck me character wise, even when it comes to, there's some Woody character, but it, I more feel like it's Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. he's just a likable guy. <laughs> And so that's pretty much it. A lot of the time through the movie, I kept thinking, I like watching movies with Tom Hanks. Like that's, I kept thinking that. Like, I'd like to watch more Tom Hanks movies. I think it's more him than it is the character. And Buzz doesn't have a whole lot of character. He's just, you know, I think that I'm a real space ranger. Mm -hmm. uh, And then now I'm sad that I'm not, I know I'm not a real space ranger. And then all the other characters, like all the background characters, they turn on Woody, even though they've known him for their whole lives and and it was instantaneous yeah it was instant and you need that for the plot purposes and it's funny and all that stuff but character wise it shows a shallow that the other characters have a shallow character yeah and only one i think slinky is the only one who's like oh maybe we shouldn't you know maybe let's stick with woody uh but none of them really none of them struggle with that potato heads just like no throw him (laughs) he's done he's like get rid of him he was ready to take over the role of yeah to the point where you think maybe he was plotting Yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. The dictator. (laughs) My God. I am so awesome. I didn't even mean to do it. That was so awesome. An alarm went off my brain that I was like, oh no, something just happened. (laughs) I was like, she's going to freak out about something right now. And it didn't even register that you made a pun. And I just, oh. It was like a sixth sense that I was terrified that you were going to realize it without even consciously knowing it. Dang it. Oh, this is derailed. <laughs> Amazing. God. Amazing. Oh, and I was just going to make a, a, he would trade in his mustache for a little mustache joke, but <laughs> you jumped onto the dictator. Oh. Anyway, you're going to love that for just decades. You're going to yes. love that pun. 
<sighs> oh, that's so sad. That was amazing. <laughs> what were we talking that's how about? how funny I am. I'm telling jokes and I don't even know it. <laughs> so anyway, he, uh, yeah, the, the whole band just kind of jumps ship and they don't care about what he would suggest, that there's no history with them, that they're not great friends, that there's no deep character there. Right. Where they bonded over years and years and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, there's that. You want to talk about Frozen? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to start? Because you didn't start. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Anna, who I don't like. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like, it's not that I just don't like Anna. I don't like Anna because she's a bad character. There's not much to her at all. There's just... uh, She's just there to move the plot along. Yeah, and she keeps pushing the plot along, and she's annoying, and she's used, she's just a whipping girl for the plot. It's just, what do we need her to do right now? What do do we need her to be stupid about? What do we need her to be smart about? And so they just use her whatever way they need to. And that annoys the hell out of me. And obviously for the plot structure-wise, like, they have to do a whole bunch of things really quickly <laughs> so so they just need a character who's just kind of empty that just bounces around to whatever and it just it when it starts out you think okay she's a she's a little bit of a character she just wants to play with her sister and then all of that is lost for for the rest of the movie uh until she's turned into ice and saving your sister it's you don't have that aspect of her character and most of her character is modern jokes and slapstick that's what they use the character for. And then she's an inexplicably good at things that she wouldn't, you wouldn't think she'd be good at like just to what? be better. Like uh, when it comes to when they were attacked by the wolves and Sven is the one who gets stuck on the back and he's holding on to the thing and she's the one who figures out how to resolve the issue. And then when he's putting the thing in the snow and saying, this is how we climb down because I learned this through my culture and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And then she's like, oh no, we just need to do this and, and cuts the thing and they fall down and it didn't matter at all. So there are multiple times where she's the one who figures it out instantly even though she should be some pampered princess because the doors were closed. She shouldn't know anything about anything. So that's where the her not understanding the cold would have made sense. But all these other ways, she just shows that she has this incredible capacity for everything inexplicably. So Maybe she just read a bunch of books while she was locked in. What else is she going to do? I don't know. Uh, so anyway, notwithstanding that explanation, <laughs> she just she doesn't have much to her. Do you want to say anything about Anna before we move on to any of the other characters I don't think so she's just kind of an airhead okay and then Toby and Sven they're just like oh we're friends and I was oh this is I was gonna ask you because I started asking you but you said you were gonna say something about it is this more storyline plot or is this character um, about I, okay so what he, is he like where did he come from why was he being raised by trolls we'd never met his family when he was eight years old at the beginning and this is why I think it's more like plot because I'm about to get angry at this plot okay point he watched the king bring Anna to the trolls to get them saved. That was the first time he saw the trolls. Right, and one right. of the trolls came over behind and said, I'm going to adopt you. And then he was raised by trolls from that moment on. It said that? Yeah. Why? How? Because mm, trolls know things. They know about love. And they knew that he didn't have any, apparently. Like, all these all these adult humans hate you. Sorry, kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to take you. Yeah. How weird. that It's no wonder it never, like, registered to me the first time I watched it or the second time. What the heck happened there? Yeah. So, so that is so strange that they just kind of throw that in there. That's really superficial. But there's not much to him. He's just, like, he's goofy 
there's no sense of backstory. I mean, he just, he wants to help her eventually, but it's more reluctant. Like, it's that romance thing where they have to butt heads first Mm -hmm. before they can get together. Yeah. It's that basic thing as opposed to he's got a character and his character conflicts with her character. I mean, to begin with, at least he had his own motivations to begin with. What, that he wanted a new whatever? No, before that, like the... He was trying to help her to begin with because his whole livelihood is bringing ice down from the hills to Arendelle. And now that it's covered in ice, he didn't have a job anymore. All right. Yeah, that's something. And then there's Olaf, who's just comic relief. Like, there's some sloppy writing in here because they just kind of try to force these characters into being characters as opposed to actually develop them. Mm -hmm. You know, the only one, and we haven't gotten to her yet, and I'm kind of holding off because this is the one that has real stuff going on. (laughs) Like, Olaf, not much to him. The the villain, you know, what's he has a little bit because his brothers, you know, he, he wants to inherit somewhere, but he sucks, so he has to. I mean, he doesn't ne- necessarily. I mean, he does suck, but it's not his fault. He was twelfth in line. Unless... Well, fine, uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, he could have all of his brothers secretly killed if True. he didn't suck, and then he could get there. I think that would make him suck even worse if you killed all your brothers. That'd be impressive. <laughs> like to have the other. <laughs> You know, 11 never figure out as they're all getting offed. Uh, That would be pretty impressive. But yeah, so there's not much to him, not much to Sven, not much to the other villain who's the short guy with the floppy hair. Mm -hmm. Not much to any of the... He does the... Okay, okay, okay. Job. No, No, just... Yeah, he does. No, just no. He does. So... Actually, he's more like Lindsay's. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Wait, what is that? There's a kukacha. Yeah. Kukukacha. <laughs> no, that's George Seniors though. What's Lindsay's? Because there's there's Lucille's, which is doo. <laughs> I don't know. I all I can do is picture her going like this. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the dance. Uh, I can't remember the noise that she makes. Me neither. Cha chi cha. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, so what were we talking about? Oh, character. So there's just not not much to any of that noise. And then you have Elsa, Mm -hmm. who I wish we would have spent more time with the character. Yeah. There are some annoying things about her, but she obviously, she's struggling with this thing. She's just playing with her friend, her her sister Sister. at first. Oh, also, oh my gosh, I didn't even bring this up about Anna. Anna didn't give one single, I want to say that word, about getting to see her sister for the first time after decades. Or after, like, a decade. Yeah, she did, kind of. She did that. She came in and she looked at the crowd and she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> That's what she did first. I was watching intently yeah. because I was like, do something. It's your sister. I know, but you she... You haven't seen her in forever. It's your sister. But she would have been awkward at this point. She's just spent 10 years being shunned by her sister. She's going to be hesitant like she was. She's not going to run up and be like, yes! No, that's what I mean is that the sister should have been the center of her attention. That's what it should have been. But when she sang her song, it was about a guy. She was like, oh, I'm going to find a guy, blah, blah, blah. She wasn't singing about, oh, I really want to see my sister. When she went and saw her sister, she was distracted by the crowd. And when she finally talks to her, it's not like her sister is is her grabbing her attention and everything, you know, everything about her should have been about her sister at that point. And it wasn't. She didn't have that attentive, I want to do something with my sister, figure things out with my sister 
sister, talk to her, all that stuff. I want to have that access. It was, oh, we'll just kind of vaguely talk about chocolate and leave it at that. It was a horrible moment for purposes of these two characters. It should have been a great tension-filled moment right there that they were really trying to... There's that fight back and forth, that magnetic thing that's pushing and pulling that they're working out and try to figure out. But there was none of that. It could have been horrible writing or horrible animating in this moment. But still, it's just... It wasn't done. It wasn't done well at all. They should have set that up in a very direct, easy-to-understand way that was totally the center of the freaking movie. That would have made the rest of the movie more resonant. All hour and whatever was left would have been more resonant if they would have set that up properly and made sure that these two sisters, that that's the point, that that's the center and that's what they're worried about and concerned about and everything else. And they didn't do that and it pisses me off. But I like Elsa. <laughs> She's struggling with this thing that she doesn't know how to control. I mean, there's some goofy stuff about her arc related to, oh, I have to let it go, and then, uh, you know, I'm free now, but I have to be away from people, and I can't handle my stuff, even though I, I can handle it enough to build a freaking castle and build a snow bouncer that has all the proper motivations to not kill my family members and all this other stuff. <laughs> but but it's, uh, it's just, it's dangerous for you and all that noise. Whatever the case, like, a uh, great singer, <laughs> number one. She's just, she's quite quality you know uh, there there are some things that happen with her that are annoying but she's generally just a quality character you wonder what's going on with her you wonder what's going to happen with her you wonder how she's going to react to things that's what the sign of a good character is that you wonder how they're going to react in different situations and what they're going to do and how other characters are going to interact with them and all that stuff so i appreciate that a lot <laughs> but the other stuff not so much sorry i just went on a that was an epic rant and i'm sorry i just did <laughs> like i'm really fired up and i I can feel just the the hate and rage inside me. I, I should let it go. Yeah. You do. Yeah. All right. I see how if there and, and and I do think that there was some tension missing between them, Elsa and Anna. I also see it a little bit from Anna's perspective is that she's been shunned and pushed aside for ten years. That she may not want to seem like she wants to see her sister like that. But that tension should have been built in. Yeah, there still. I think you're reading a little extra into it, but uh, yeah, I see it. There should have been so much complexity in the way that they interacted with each other in that relationship but really it was just vaguely awkward talk about chocolate and that's all they built into it and she shouldn't have had any interest in any random guy anywhere unless they directly tied it to something that has to do with her sister uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't have had anything to do with it until after you figure out the sister stuff or you started the sister stuff where you know she's gone and now something happens with a guy or something like that it's just oh drives me crazy because it could have been it could have been amazing the way that their relationship worked its way out through the rest of the movie but instead it was it was superficial and we're kind of talking story plot here but no we're not but (laughs) it's just character wise so uh, do you want to just figure out character wise so we can go to story plot yeah Okay, who do you give it to? Her face is contorting all over the place right now. Does Elsa care uh, outweigh Woody and Buzz enough and the dictator? (laughs) Do you want me to answer first? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I give it to Frozen. Yeah? I think Elsa's enough. I think, uh, yeah, she was she was played well. I think I even gave enough of, a, like, subconscious motives and, and things like that and personality traits and all that. Like, as you're watching it, you're interested in what her personality is and you get a little more than you get from any of the other characters in either of these movies. So, I mean, honestly, I give it to, I give it to Frozen. I can get behind that. <laughs> can you? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let it go, let it go. 
da, 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 da. So, story plot. Storyline plot. What are you starting with? Toy Story has a few little minor problems. Yeah. Like, let's start at the beginning when <laughs> they are talking, like, doing the recon mission. Yeah. Why is the transmitter in the room with the baby? They shouldn't be able to hear what's being said. Because <laughs> it's a it's a, a baby monitor It's thing. a baby monitor. So it should be one way. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. <laughs> All right. I, I was going to rip into whatever thing you came up with, but that's uh, that's pretty decent. <laughs> that's a pretty decent contrivance. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be one way. They should have had a walkie-talkie or something. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, baby monitors go one way. And why would the one that's... So it could have been okay, but it doesn't make any sense for the end that they are listening to to be in the baby's room. Does that make sense? No. No, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They do just talk one way. They do, but listen to what I'm saying. I'm not listening to what you're saying. Why wouldn't it be in the baby's room? Because the baby doesn't need to know what everybody else in the house is doing. The mom needs to know what the baby's doing. So the mom needs to know have the listening part and the baby needs to be the talking part. Genius, yes. <laughs> I mean, they... They could have swapped, though. I mean, they the toys could have swapped specifically for that. Like, that's the point. What do you mean? They would have gone and found the other monitor and then brought that one up and then brought the other one down? They were doing a recon mission. You think they can't figure that out? No. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yes. They absolutely could have done that. And this is storyline plot. So, yeah, we're looking at contrivances to see what, what faults there are in our stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can't believe that that stupid book and how it takes a freaking Shakespeare. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the fault, dear Brutus. It's not in our stars, but in ourselves. It's, like, it's in our stars because she has cancers. Backhand. What, what are we talking about? Wrong book. Wrong movie. Okay, what's happening now? Are you close enough to the thing? You need to make sure yes. you're talking to it. Storyline plot. What other... I mean, we talked about the pizza delivery truck just showing up. Right. You know? Another thing is, and this annoyed me more this time that we were watching it, was the fact that it was the antagonist who happens to go to the toy machine and happens to get both of them uh, at the the one moment that they were <laughs> available for getting. Right. You know? And it happened to be the next door neighbor. Uh, right. It's like, come on. All that. So that was pretty contrived. And there were... I mean, moving day was contrived. Like, they just... Got away from Sid just in time to get in the car. Yeah, just to get in the car. Um, then there was, I mean, they there isn't a whole lot to the plot because they just end up. So you, what you have, generally in a movie, you'll accept one outlandish plot element because you're like, okay, that's fate, you know, just mm-hmm. pushing something along. And after that, as long as there are no contrivances, then you're like, okay. In this, it would have been the way that Buzz got knocked out of the window. So yeah. you accept that one. That one's fine. Uh, you know, it's just, he was trying to do, I forget what he was trying to do he, he was, was just knock- trying to scare him or something he like was that. trying to knock him in between the dresser and the wall oh right okay so not out the window he's just trying to knock him between that yeah and a bunch of stuff happened he did a prometheus running away from things thing and ended up out the window because the lamp hit him so it's like okay contrived but it, it, it has happens to ha- yeah. yeah yeah another contrived point that comes after that though beyond the pizza delivery thing and the, the sid being the one to get him out of the deal is when buzz throws him the arm and he's trying to convince everybody that buzz is fine mm-hmm. and so he's he's got the arm and he's like doing this and 
and they're like, oh, well, we're skeptical or whatever. And then he pulls the arm out and they're like, oh my gosh, he dismembered Buzz. And so not just having the arm just for that rather than them seeing when Buzz was there too or something like that. I mean, it's it's pretty contrived. Also, how Buzz finds out that he's not a toy. If he just yeah, happens to see the Like, why commercial. is the dad in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's some contrived things. Plot-wise, other than that, it's kind of a good basic setup. You know, it's just the conflict. It makes sense within toy logic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good basic setup. It makes sense that they would have a conflict. It makes sense that Woody would be the old one, Buzz would be the new one, um, and that Andy would, you know, like the new one and, and just be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that there would be a kid who likes to torture toys. <laughs> Quick animation interlude. What's that? I did appreciate the way on Andy writes his name on the bottom of the foot. It evolves. Like right. the way <laughs> yeah. that he wrote it on Woody's foot is definitely a younger child writing it than he writes it on Buzz's foot. Correct. Yeah. So. Sorry, so that's nice. Interlude over. I mean, so plot-wise, there's some good stuff to start out there. It's it's a good setup, and they use the toy idea in in a good way. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that toys are afraid of, you know, like the attic. Yeah. <laughs> the head um, is is a creative thing that fits within the world and makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anything else about Toy Story? I think so. No, not that I can remember. Okay, what about Frozen storyline plot? So this is what I was saying. Like, I understand what you're saying, and it would have made such a better story if there was the tension between the girls because then it's like there's some, not even hesitation to save her at the end, you know, but like there's just this tension. I see what, why they didn't do that because they wanted you to think that true love was going to be Hans and stuff. So that's why they threw that in there because kids will follow that lead instead. I understand that. I'm not saying that I like it. They try to do too many things that are annoying and expected. The one thing that annoyed the hell out of me was the first time I'd ever seen this, right when she met this guy and they're treating it like a fairy tale thing, you know that it's it's he's the bad guy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to work out at least and he's likely to be the villain. Mm-hmm. And the moment that she says, you take over, you know 100% he's going to be the villain. Yeah. So there are a number of uh, contrived things related to that that mm-hmm. annoyed me a lot. So beyond that, I mean, she leaves the, the thing with the random guy from a foreign country and nobody cares about that they're all like yeah. okay oh, we're yeah, gonna that follow. Makes sense. Uh, and then one of the other people want to assassinate her you know she elsa gets knocked out uh, luckily anna gets her little heart thing that she gets afflicted with you know at the right time uh, to have to go deal with it and it's just and little things like they set that up at the beginning like i it was too just on point it was a good thing it wasn't her heart because hearts are easier to or harder to change and yeah yeah and i mentioned this when we were talking about character though christoph watched the king bring his daughter to the trolls to be saved therefore Kristoff should have realized that the princess that was being saved was either Anna or Elsa and had known about all of that. Yeah, yeah. So Toby should have been aware. And <laughs> there were just... And the whole goofy thing with who his parentage is and why he got raised by the trolls. Like, what? All right. Is that really relevant? If it's storyline plot, yeah. <laughs> it's an incredibly superficial plot point. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And there might be some backstory that we missed at some point, you know, like during the song they'd sing about it or something like that. But the trolls are just kind of a... I don't know. It's just a growth on the side of the movie. They don't really uh, yeah. mean it's anything. Just they just... Interlude a comp- you know, little bit of 
it's the relief mysticism on the side uh, you know the mystical character who explains things for you <sighs> all right uh and storyline wise it goes to like they have to go to the uh what's it called the castle to go find elsa and then they have to go back you mm-hmm. know it's like that's that's the thing um and i don't particularly like the the idea that it, it's a woman who can't control her emotions that's yeah. <laughs> causing everybody <laughs> well and i mean the whole plot in it in of itself is contrived because at the beginning the troll is like fear is going to be a downfall and so then they spend the next 10 years of her life making her scared yeah. like don't talk you need to stay in this room we're going to not give you around to anybody so they build up the fear <laughs> that you go into child care related <laughs> criticisms all right so there are a number of things that i just don't think work very well structurally or the way that the characters work within the plot don't work very well i like that it was the true love between the sisters instead of a man saving the day love but i mean yes that's that's great but it's it was completely expected or should have been at this point uh i mean if it's 2011 when this is coming out it could have been pretty new when maleficent come out after that yeah uh i mean it definitely it was definitely kind of making that change but i yes i absolutely appreciate i wish it was more substantive uh the way it all had to happen and it was a little like i get sick of the self-sacrificial thing you know it's i don't know how else you show it but still it's it gets old that oh you have to be willing to sacrifice yourself and that's what does it all right 13 and 14 13 and 4. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that, yes, it, definitely better than it could have been. But there are other stupid things, too. Like, she's three feet from the fire, and she's just so weak that she, <laughs> that she just can't she can't move some kindling over <laughs> and start that up. She has to get a snowman to do it. And he just locks her in there rather than, you know, stabbing her <laughs> or something like that. And he's... <laughs> And she has to be dumb enough to be like, oh, yeah, I met this guy one day and now I'm giving him the kingdom and I'm going to marry him. Did he dump water on the fire? Like, how did he extinguish it? I don't know. Why? Because if he dumped water on it, Olaf couldn't have started it again. But yeah, he still could. He put new wood on there. Uh, anyway, so there are just a lot of stupid plot things in this. Really dumb plot things. And like he had the, the assassins... Who just, you know, they ran up there and tried to kill her. And she's like, uh, freaking out. And he's like, don't be the monster that they say that you are. And it's like, there's a whole bunch of muddled stuff around all this nonsense. And and you didn't need the assassins. She could just had a conflict with the, the guy going up there. And you didn't need the extra guy saying, go kill her. But she could have just had that conflict. And then he tries to, you know, make his move. A lot of extraneous cancerous plot elements. <laughs> on this thing and the bouncer the snow bouncer when they had the whole action scene where it's like she made the snow bouncer and she's not going to tell the snow bouncer to go kill her sister so what's the point of this action scene like they're running and stuff and oh this is dramatic it's like and then he finally gets him and he doesn't do anything he's like leave (laughs) and they're like all right it's it's just that's bad plotting and bad plot writing so what nothing what then so are you saying toy story yes all right you agree yeah. What? Music. Frozen. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> um, Toy Story has Randy Newman. You've got a friend in me. I mean, some of the most classic. Will you get your, you always have to do it. Some of the most classic um, replayed songs. Some? You mean one? 
Yes, one. There was the one where the he's stupid, like... Stupid, 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 Buzz Lightyear song. Bias agenda. Loses it. Bias agenda. No. Bias, bias, bias. I, before we even watched Frozen, I thought, this is ridiculous. I hate this song. <laughs> the Buzz Lightyear one? Wait, yes. the one where he's trying to fly? Or Yeah. Yeah, that one, when he's standing on the thing, yes. he's like, oh, I think I can fly in yeah. the song. Yeah, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound great. It's it's really stupid and on the nose. I, I don't like it either. What's another song in there? Do you remember any other ones? <laughs> you have the shadiest look on your face. <laughs> you look like a super villain. <laughs> Who's, whose plan is about to be effectuated. <laughs> You're just waiting for the world leaders to agree to give you power. <laughs> Uh, but yes, there, there are a couple of decent and the one big song in Frozen, you know, um, the Olaf song. Yes. You know, that's the big one. I really like That everybody Olaf sings. Song. I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Happy Snowman. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you just the other... No. I, I laughed at it initially, but I didn't laugh at all this time. I thought it was stupid. But, and the Troll song, you had a funny yes. thing, but it was still stupid. But the Let It Go song, like, I was, I was watching it and I was just like, God. This is really good. Like, this is good writing. It's really well sung. It's got good music. It's got, like, the perfect just force to it, you know? And uh, it just, it really, really works. And it's no wonder that it just, like, took the world by storm. And yeah. everybody was saying it, singing it all over the place. So, yes, I agree. Frozen <laughs> wins this category, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Next memorability oh you said i was gonna say memorability and were. then bam frozen would have won but now we didn't see that so it's memorability Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and so memorability these are two pretty big ones when it comes to memorability mm-hmm. uh i mean toy story all the characters in toy story have made it into popular culture the whole idea behind it when it comes to toys coming alive and all that stuff made into popular culture i mean i know a teacher who's an incredible <laughs> snot who believed <laughs> that her toys came alive not only when she was a kid <laughs> but <laughs> but sent how her team members get, <laughs> how did they get off the shelf there's uh, no way they could have gotten down i mean there's no unless they were alive they must have been alive so yes there's there's some penetration of the culture it has gotten around along with the song you've got a friend but i don't hear that very much nowadays Mm-mm. got a friend in me yeah the little kid and her dad sing it on ellen yeah mm-hmm. but you know on the apple watch they do have a toy story themed uh, face, you know, active face, whatever thing. It's true, and it so. works to get kids' attention if you're trying to distract them. <laughs> yeah. It works well. Even when they try to go to your <laughs> your to-do list and check things off for you yeah. on accident. Yeah, so so there's some, some memorability there. Uh, when it comes to Frozen, I mean, Elsa and Anna, definitely, they're mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was, it was the number one. Those two were the number one thing when we went to Disneyland that it seemed like everybody wanted to see. Yeah. It was Elsa Elsa and Anna. Right. And that's the thing that the kids <laughs> Speaking of Disney World, there are no Toy Story lands, but they redid an entire section of Epcot to redo it for Frozen. Yeah. So now there's they? a frozen ride. Is there you could be making that up. So um, I'm just gonna discount that altogether. I'm not making it up. So, uh, but yeah, Elsa and Anna all over the place, and I mean, let it go. Couldn't have been a bigger that. I mean, that is the Emmy most. Uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so funny you don't know how to say that word uh but yeah it it's kind of the most penetrative not sexual uh song in the history of disney i can't believe you just even what i'm saying it's not i said it was not i didn't say yeah, it but was you shouldn't even drop oh my gosh it. yeah let it go just mm-hmm. it kind of went nuts uh mm-hmm. for at least a little while there and he said it was 2013 yeah so yeah, it went nuts for a while there, and for quite a few years. Now, not so much. I think it's been played out. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, we don't hear you've got a friend in me anymore either. Yeah. So so let's let's let it go. Uh, and it, I mean, it was definitely your nieces. They wanted to see Elsa and Anna more than Toy Story characters, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean that could have been biased because maybe they'd never seen the Toy Story movies. I don't. Yeah. Well, maybe. But, all right, so... But, as a general whole, like, Elsa and Anna had to have a house built for them so people could go <laughs> visit them. Right. Woody and Buzz just walk around and happen to be seen now and then. Yeah. And, oh, I just... So, that's what? I misspoke. What do you mean you misspoke? There is most definitely a Buzz Lightyear ride. Yeah. We rode it multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> Is there any frozen ride? Yes, there's 100% a frozen ride. What's a fro- we didn't ride on a frozen ride. What's a frozen ride? I told you they redid the the Alps ride in Epcot in did Disney we, World. Did we ride it? No. Then it doesn't exist. False. But we went on Buzz Lightyear multiple times and I scored like 400,000 one time. Yeah. Yeah. So you and my mom say every other time. I showed time, you evidence. Every other time I, I dominated. You did not dominate. The only reason that you won that time is because I didn't write Whatever. It. You got 130,000 or something like that when you, that was your max score. Mm-hmm. And I got 400,000 on one of mine when I went with your mom. So yeah. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we dominated when we went uh, and whatever. But... All right, so do you want to pick? Because this is this chooses who goes on. I know this is the deciding one because two to two memorability because it's not memorability is going to be for who, whom, who wins it. The who, who you say. This is my thought. <laughs> What's your thought? <laughs> you can't get a fast pass for Frozen, and people still wait for it forever. <laughs> You can get a fast pass for Buzz Lightyear. That must mean it's one of the better ones. No, it just means that people are lazy and won't ride it one of the if they have to ones. wait that one long. One of the better ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think is more memorable? Uh, yes, I know. Is there a special way we should frame the category to make sure we do it properly? Because it just is it just memorable to us. We didn't even talk about memorable to us. There's there's not a whole lot in Toy Story. It might be because it saturated culture so much there's not so much in toy story that's really memorable yeah it's kind of just the experience of the The, thing you know Uh, not only that but two and three weren't great yeah um and we haven't seen frozen two yet it's on its way but we haven't seen that so um for frozen purposes i do really like elsa just in general and it's actually kind of amazing that it got me that fired up that I wanted them to have a better relationship that must have meant something. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise I would have just been like, who cares? You know, I wish they all died. Yeah. But I didn't say that. I was like, no, they should have done it much better. And so I don't know. I think I'd give it to Frozen. I would also give it to Frozen. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Sexist. False. Sexism. False. False. Heavy handed sexism right there. I disagree. 
So that is Frozen moving on three to two over Toy Story in round two, matchup one of the Disney Tournament Classic. This is Jeopardy. I, that doesn't even make any. I just yes, don't even know the why. The Tournament of Classic. When you meant I didn't tournament even of say champions. the Tournament of Classic. I said the Disney Tournament Classic. So no, you're way off. All right. So Frozen right. moves on. That. I mean, it's tough with the the relatively good quality movies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough to just decide when to go on. How long did that take us? Over uh, an hour. Over an hour. <laughs> over an hour. Yeah. I guess it's good we didn't go back through each of the movies, huh? Yep. Okay. So that one's that one. That was the most thorough and scientific analysis of those movies possible. So if anybody <laughs> disagrees, they are wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Hooray!